are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now we're going to begin to talk today about the tree of life or death in chapter 2. I want to deal just for a few minutes, though, with some of the things that we didn't get into in the last session concerning the wisdom of God, and I think it connects right in with this. So let's read from Proverbs chapter 1. I want to read from verse 20. It said, Wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the street. She crieth in the chief place of the concourse, in the opening of the gates, in the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn ye at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words unto you. Now this is wisdom speaking. This is wisdom saying, I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called, and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded, but ye have set it not all my counsel, and would none of my reproof, I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. Now, I want us to look at this for a minute. For years, I read this in the Bible, and I said, well, why would God say that to us? That He'll laugh when fear cometh, and He'll mock when fear cometh. But when I began to read this and study it, it's not God saying this. This is what wisdom said. (laughs) Because that you did not receive the knowledge. Because we wouldn't receive knowledge, then wisdom would laugh when fear came. Now, let me show you something here. In the book of Job, we have a classic example of what Job said concerning fear. In the third chapter, Job said, The thing that I have greatly feared has come upon me. The thing I was afraid of has come unto me. Now, see, we're talking about how to avoid tragedy in our lives. Fear is one of the methods that Satan uses to promote destruction and problems and troubles in your life. Fear is a destroyer. It comes from Satan. God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Now, God's given us a tree of life. In the Garden of Eden, there was a tree of life. And Adam could eat of that tree and could have lived forever. But you know the story. He didn't do it. He ate of the knowledge of blessing and calamity. Now, that was his choice. He had the right to make the choice that he made, but the choice that he made was wrong. (laughs) And he doesn't understand that. Adam had the right to do what he did, even though what he did was wrong, because God gave him the authority to make the decisions himself. Now, he told him, he said, if you eat of the tree of knowledge of blessing and calamity, you're going to die. And Adam did eat of it, and he did exactly what God said he would do. But you see, it wasn't God's responsibility to stop him from doing it. So it was through lack of wisdom that he entered into that and was deceived by Satan. You know, Paul said, I fear lest by any means as a serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety that your minds would be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. That's 2 Corinthians 11 and 3. Now, Paul said, I'm not afraid 
because I think the devil's so great and powerful, but because of deception. Through deception, you'll be deceived. Now, you see, when we talk about this and begin to read here about what the Word says about wisdom, it says, But ye have said it not my counsel, and would none of my reproof. This is wisdom talking. I will also laugh at your calamity. I'll mock when your fear cometh, when fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you. Then shall they call upon me, and I will not answer. They shall seek me early and shall not find me. Now what he's saying here is when destruction and desolation, it bringeth fear. And when you're operating under the spirit of fear, you cannot gain the wisdom of God. Fear brings destruction. And fear causes an individual, causes his heart, his spirit, what the Bible calls the heart, to shut down and not function properly. Now, Jesus talked about that in Luke chapter 21, verse 26. Jesus said, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things that are coming upon the earth. Now, as far as I can determine, Jesus never did talk about the physical heart of man. And in this passage of Scripture, I'm convinced he is not talking about the physical heart of man. He is talking about the spirit, the human spirit. He says that men's hearts will fail them for fear. When fear comes, it paralyzes the spiritual part of an individual to where you cannot grasp the wisdom of God. You cannot operate in wisdom when you're in fear. And that's why wisdom is saying here, I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. And he says, they will call upon me and I will not answer. Because people cannot call in faith when they're in fear. Now, Job said, the thing I've greatly feared has come upon me. Now, you know, there's a lot of people and many people say, well, you know, Job said the Lord gave and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, it's true that Job said that. That's a true statement that Job said, but the statement that he spoke was not true. <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying. Job was sure not under the anointing when he said that. See, you and I can read the first chapter of Job and find out that God didn't do it. It was the devil that did it. But someone said, yes, but God allowed it. Well, what do you mean God allowed it? See, many people, when they say God allowed it, it means that, well, it was up to God to stop it, and he didn't. Let me tell you something about God and the knowledge of God. When you study this, find out in the Scriptures, God will allow anything that you will allow. Now, I won't let that hang there just a little bit. Think about it. God will allow whatever you will allow. It's not up to God to stop troubles and problems from coming to your house. It's up to you to use the Word of God and stop it. And many of you have been thinking, well, if it wasn't God's will, it wouldn't happen. Well, now let me ask you something about that. Was it God's will for Adam to sin? It couldn't have been. God said, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of blessing and calamity. You don't need the calamity, Adam. He said, you don't need that, man. But he did eat of it, didn't he? Why didn't God stop him? It wasn't God's responsibility. It was Adam's responsibility. Now, what you think about that? 
God had done all he could do under the covenant that he had with Adam to stop him from eating of the fruit when he said, don't do it. He gave him his word, said, now if you eat of it, you're going to die. Adam disobeyed God. He ate of it. And somebody said, well, it must have been. I had an individual say this to me one time. Now, this is how the religion can squirrel your mind up if you don't know what the Word says. <laughs> this fellow, supposed to have been a minister, said to me, well, it was really God's will for Adam to sin. This is what he said. Secretly, it was God's will for Adam to sin. See, he said, there's a revealed will of God, and then there's a secret will of God. And he said, God told him not to, but secretly God wanted him to do it. Now, you know, that man, his elevator don't go all the way to the top. And I mean to tell you, a man that thinks that way, I sure wouldn't want to sit under his teaching long. Because he will get you messed up royally. No, God says what he means and means what he says. He meant for Adam not to do it. It was not God's will for Adam to sin, but Adam did sin. Now, you can't say it was God's will because Adam sinned because he said, don't do it. So this shows you that it was not God's responsibility, it was Adam's responsibility. And things that come to you in life is not because it's the will of God necessarily. Most of the time, it's because you allowed it to come. You didn't do what the Word said to do to stop it from coming. The responsibility comes back on you and on me of keeping ourselves from the wicked one, like David said. He said, by the words of my lips, I have kept myself from the wicked one. Well, if you don't know what God said, how can you use what he said to keep you from the wicked one? That's why it's important that we have the knowledge of God. So when it says that wisdom will laugh at your calamity and mock when your fear cometh, is because, he says, you have turned away wisdom and knowledge when it was available to you. And then when fear comes, it's impossible for you to receive the thing that you need to. Have you ever noticed that when you're in a bad, stressful situation, the harder you try to find an answer, the further away from you it gets? It's because you're in fear. It's like a balloon. You push it against the wall. The harder you push it, the harder it pushes back toward you until something pops. <laughs> and that's the way he's talking about here. Now, certainly Job made that statement. But now remember, Job couldn't read the first chapter of Job and find out who did it. But we can't. It was the devil that did it. Somebody said God allowed it. But God said he's in your hands. He did not turn him over to the devil. Job was already in the hands of the devil. He said he's already in your power. A little footnote there in my Bible says hands. He was already in his hands. Now, the very indictment, that Satan brought against God was that you've hedged him about on every side and you've kept him where I couldn't get to him. And that's exactly what God had done until Job tore the hedge down. In Ecclesiastes, it says, He that breaketh the hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Fear broke the hedge down and a serpent bit him. Satan got to him. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed. I hope you've been with us all this week. Our book offer this week is book offer number 7507, How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Now, here's some of the chapter titles in this book. Number six is called Wrong Thinking and Wrong Speaking. 
You know, when you think wrong, you're going to believe wrong. And when you think wrong, you think the way the enemy thinks. Because God's thinking is in accordance with His Word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. There's life in every word of God. The indication is there's death in the words of the devil. Wrong thinking becomes wrong speaking, and wrong speaking brings the manifestation of the things that you don't desire. You remember Jesus said, Whosoever shall say to the mountain, Be removed, be cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe what he saith, and will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. In other words, your words plants the seed for what you need. But so many people planting weed seeds and wondering why they didn't have a good crop. They did have a good crop of exactly what they planted. But they're wanting the blessings of God and speaking what the enemy said and sowing the wrong seeds. Wrong thinking, wrong speaking. Then there's wrong praying. Chapter 7 is wrong praying. If you don't understand what prayer is all about, you need to study the Word of God. What things soever you desire. You don't desire the problem. You don't desire all the bad things that's been happening. So don't talk about them. Don't pray those things. Pray the Word of God that I'm blessed coming in and going out and so on. Offer number 7507, How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life, for a total of $11. Toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.